Get ready for what? I have to sing an intro and know that that's going to be the music in the background? So am I just recording here? Yeah, go ahead. Two of us talking lots. What about not much? Two of us talking lots. What about not much? Fully functional parents. The other day you said you were talking to Rob Askler about the strange way our kids have chosen to eat or like what they've chosen yeah, to eat. Yeah, just that I believe that every child has some odd dietary, not restriction. But preferences. Not, preferences, yeah. And what was the one that he said? And Because I, I remember you telling me and I thought, that's not that odd. If that's odd, then I'm really odd. He said that his son's favorite way to consume tuna salad, which I believe always means tuna mayo-based yeah, macaroni tuna mac. salad. Tuna, tuna mac. Um, is hot. He won't eat it cold. And I think cold is gross. I think it's like the mayo becomes all like gummy, you know? Is there a European vacation? Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. Um... Yeah, but I was surprised that he thought it was odd. And so, I mean, the thing that you pointed out about our kids is that because they've mostly been vegetarian their whole lives, they've always eaten a lot of beans out of cans. That's what I said. And they will pour, I mean, Leo would pour an entire can of beans into a bowl if he could to eat the entire thing at once. Yeah, I have to tell him to stop eating so many beans because he'll ruin his appetite. Right, right, and then be farting constantly have you ever ruined your appetite ever eaten something? i have yes i've ruined my appetite too many times i have like a blood sugar problem and i just start eating that's not ruining your appetite that's just eating but I'm no saying... i'm saying from like at ahead of a meal like five o'clock it's like the five o'clock munchies i get home from work and i decide to eat huge amounts of food but, and has that resulted in you not wanting to eat dinner here's what happens it's not that i don't want to eat the dinner I eat the dinner, but then I'm mad at myself afterwards because I'm so full that I'm uncomfortable. Mm. So it ruined my appetite and it ruined my meal. Right, ruined your and your and your mental state too, and my and my um, self respect really because yeah. I came home and essentially ate a meal and then I ate another meal within twenty minutes. But what it, what weird foods did you eat as a child? Like, I mean, I know your mother catered to you in her cooking style, but like, were there things that you prefer that were just odd now when well, you like, look back? I mean, they're not... They're odd, I think, that a child would like it. So, I used to really like tuna fish. And I never had it in tuna mac as a kid. I had it on white bread, basically. Like, that was it. Or occasionally on matzah during the Passover, which mm. is quite good. And then my mother started... You love matzah. It is so boring. And I that's like the, the purpose of it is that you're not supposed to like it. I like egg and onion matzah. It's a good flavor. It feels like cheating, putting egg and onion on your matzah. There was no was egg and onion seasoned. when they were leaving Egypt. Or I know. Well, it's not, Passover, or... it's not Passover. Um, oh, it's not Passover acceptable. But my mother eventually started making me plates of tuna with like iceberg lettuce as like a little dumpling. And I would put it in and eat it like a, like a mini taco. So like I did that. My mother would make me English muffin pizzas. 
nonstop. Yeah, but that's not that's not an odd kid food. Right. Well, the tuna and lettuce is kind of odd. Yeah. Did you eat cantaloupe with cottage cheese in it as a no, child? No, I did not eat that. Good. I think. What about Jello? How did you feel about Jello? Well, I loved Jello, and then and then when I became a teenager, I learned about the these extreme Jello salads that like. Ew, where they put almost like keys in them. There's like <laughs> keys in them. It's like an I find it found it game. Keys, a shoelace. It's fruit. I mean, it's fruit cocktail plus sometimes, walnuts. And I sometimes believe. yogurt. Oh, I never had yogurt. That's Ugh. like a layered thing, right? Yeah, that shit's just gross. But that's not odd. So when I'm I, trying to think of it. I understand. When I was I kid, ate all my soup cold, even chicken noodle. That's not true. I'm I ate lying. all my cereal plain. I ate all my salads plain. You mean without milk and without dressing? Until I was a, way into being a teenager. I mean, that salad dressing freaked me out. I mean, my parents used to make a salad pretty much like every meal. And my brother, when we would have to pass the food by him, he would act like his skin was going to burn if he had to touch the salad bowl. I mean, it was like a he's recoiling and almost falling off the table. And then eventually everyone would be like, just pass the salad. And my brother would finally pick up the salad bowl and he'd cringe and he'd be like gasping for air because of the smell of the salad dressing. He would fit. Right. That's it right um, there. So he did this stupid physical Yes. Um, he often display. wouldn't pass foods that he didn't like. He would just be like, I'm not passing it. He would be like, pass it. And he wouldn't pass it. Did your parents serve dinner always from the kitchen or did they put it into serving dishes? Do you know what I'm saying? Plate it in the kitchen or bring serving dishes? Well, we dishes. ate in the kitchen every night. Oh, okay. Yes, of but course. But it was all, most of the time it was served at the stove and then brought over. Okay. Yes. We didn't have enough room. Well, in the, I mean, yeah, but if you bowls. had eaten in the dining room, you would have. No, you probably have to go back into the kitchen to get more. Because that's just a, it's a, to put that into serving platters, you have to clean was unnecessary. They wouldn't do that. Well, that's what I was going to say is my parents were always big about like food went in serving dishes. And we're getting to that because our kids are older now. But um, that was a very formal thing that my parents always did was like it mattered. I mean, it, yeah. it makes sense the shop we're going to open. It always mattered to my parents what dishes they were using. Like some nights would be like, are we using the silver tonight or just the kitchen um, utensils? Like and I and I grew up believing in that. Like, y- you worked so hard to eat this meal; it's supposed to be a highlight of your day. Your tablescape, thank you, Sandra Lee, should always be amazing. Like you should sit down and be like, I am surrounded by beauty as I'm about to eat this food that my sexy ass husband made. You know, <clears throat> it's so interesting, just to delve into my psyche in that. When I talk to people about moving to Buffalo and where I live now and where where our last home, I always like to say I find it so interesting that a kid who grew up in Manhattan in a post-war apartment building that has you know one-inch high baseboard could fall in love with Victorian architecture mm-hmm. and this mid-century architecture, and it's almost like a I missed out. It's like a FOMO come true. Like I didn't have it, and I think that's why I like it. I and don't. I question that because I think most people learn to love what, or not learn, they continue to love the thing that they grew up in. Mo- a lot of people that grew up in New York, I'm sure, live in, like, like 
your friend Justin moved out to a house. But he doesn't very appreciate simple. the type of right. So I'm saying, I'm saying he went for what he knew, and you're saying you right. missed out, so you went for something yes. you didn't know. Um, and I think it's similar with food. So I grew up where my parents served everything with paper napkins, often plastic cups. The main dinner plate was ceramic, but the salad bowls were usually paper. Oh, wow. Like, we're only going to do half the dishes. Right. Sometimes and they we had didn't a dishwasher. Right, but it was a small one. But I think that's another, like, then I meet you and you kind of, like, open my eyes to, like, use a cloth napkin. It's nicer. Don't eat off paper because when the paper gets soaked, it's, like, just not a nice experience. Like, appreciate it. And it's another, like, I thank you, but also, I like, I realize, like, it didn't have to be like this. I don't know. I mean, I guess I just, like... I find eating so intensely pleasurable that I want it to all be good. Like, I don't want to... That's why I'm getting mad at myself about my 5 o'clock munchies after work because I'm not enjoying the food. Yeah. I'm just standing That's at the just pantry a waste of calories. shoving Ritz in my mouth. I mean, I'm eating them like like they're, like they're sprinkles on a cupcake. That's how small I'm treating And you do things. it so fast. I do it so fast that you have left the room to go get something from the living room and I've eaten eight Ritz before you come back and you don't even know I have. I think I once said to you like why are you eating so fast and you like glared at me and sort of I think like, I was like grunted like a rabbit animal. How did you get animal. in here? I was supposed to be done before you got back. Yeah. When I was a kid I was a voracious meat eater. Like when we would go to the Book It program at Pizza Hut it was meat lovers every time for me. I mean there's like 12 different kinds of meat. I think there's even venison on the meat lover's pizza. Whatever. It's like crazy. It's a lot of meat. And <clears throat> my mother like loved this. We would like, I mean, and my mother is also now a vegetarian for all of our listeners. So the two of us are now vegetarian. It's probably just guilt because we would like, I mean, my mother would, my the, the meal that my mother would make me when I would come home from college was a filet wrapped in bacon home fries with hollandaise sauce so you're eating this like basically caloric cholesterol bomb and most of it's based around the meat that you're eating so my mother and i loved this so much and so as a kid one of the weird meat foods i loved was liverwurst oh god i would eat an entire log of liverwurst if my mother didn't have to like chain my hands behind my back i i also ate a lot of meat but none of my meat was like that Gross, like, like reprocess, yeah, like, just, I like... I love lamb chops, which I don't think are that common. I don't think I... Yeah, I mean, I always thought of a stuffed animal, you know, lamb chop. My parents would buy lamb chops twice a year, I would say, as, like, a real special treat, because they were expensive. Hmm. And they'd come in this cellophane-wrapped, you know, Oh, yeah, stuff, I know exactly what you mean. And they'd be, like, in packs of four or something. We would get the equivalent of, like, two or three. And it was, like... It was the smallest serving size compared to if you had a breast of chicken right. or a steak. Think about all those little poor lambs that died for that. And But because it was so revered in our family, we everyone loved lamb chops. And because they were expensive, you didn't get a lot of them. It was almost like watching like a family from the Depression. Like we were eating every last bit <laughs> of meat off these oh bones. God. And they were greasy, like it was very fatty, like it's very yeah, greasy, yeah. Like slimy hands. Yeah. It must have been so gross if you were a fly on that wall. If you were Billy Joel oh on that wall. Oh my god, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. I'm gonna have <laughs> Billy Joel, you're fly. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. 
I mean, that's really gross to think about. Yeah. And while you were talking about your love of sucking every bit of flesh off these bones, I thought, and when I was a kid, my mother would go on like her Saturday morning errands to Tops and to Federal Meats. And who was the... I was out of that car before my mother even parked it. I was like, I'm getting in there. I love the smell you of the meat store. Like, hey, nice to see you, Paul. What you got on sale right, today? You got right. anything good marble? Right. He's like, it was probably the only place I ever went as a child that had the take the ticket thing. And I remember my mom going and taking the ticket. And then they would call out numbers. They wouldn't have a screen. It was like old school. There was never a digital screen. So they'd be like, number 73. How do they keep count then? I don't know. Like I think they were like all listening. <coughs> and then, then 73 doesn't answer. They'd be like, they only give 73 like half a second to answer. And then they call over 74. And 74 is up at the counter when 73 steps up and says, what the fuck? I was 73. And, and they're like, where have you been? Where have you line. been? And they're like, were you in the ladies room? There's no peeing at the meat store. You're acting like the meat store in East Aurora in the Jubilee Plaza or the Tops Plaza yeah. is like a Lower East Side I know, kosher I know. restaurant in I know, New York City. I don't City. know why I'm doing that. There's no way it was like that. They're probably like, oh, you go first. You go next. I was just thinking of when my father one day called me into the kitchen and on top of our portable dishwasher was a metal bowl filled with a massive piece of liver, like raw liver it looked like. And my father said to me, I'm going to make chopped liver. You have to chop it. Oh my God, this sounds like a weird hazing event. And he, saw, he said to me like, it's gonna, you're going to enjoy it. Like maybe, you know, it's like a physical thing. And I was like physically gagging looking at this thing. Oh, and I said, you're going to enjoy the chopping? You were going to enjoy the chopping? Well, it's like demo, like thinking a kid will enjoy demo because of hammering. Was it with a cleaver? No, it was doing... like a mezzaluna sort of thing. And I, I think I said to him, I don't want to do it. And he said, do it. Like made me do it. <laughs> wow, your dad made you chop liver. It's like the equivalent. It's like this is a Jewish thing. <laughs> my my dad made me chop. It's like chopping wood. My, right, my right. dad forced me to chop wood for the Vermont winters when right, you're like right, a wasp. Right, right, right. Filter fish is the grossest thing to watch anybody consume. Oh boy, filter fish is basically like eating, like a balled up. Okay, here's what it is. When you know when you wash a pair of shorts and a receipt is in your pocket, it gets all balled up and it's like disintegrating paper but it's not disintegrating that's what gefilte fish is but it's like a tan of of flesh in a morgue that's the color of it that's the color of the fish but then the fish is swimming in a gelatinous yes, substance goo. that can best it's be described goo. as the collection of old men's thick mucus for about a year yes spit mucus <laughs> spit. yeah yeah it's the grossest thing. Oh, my God. It is so foul. And as a kid, to watch your parents and your aunts and uncles consume it. And as an adult, I only know one person. I know. I know the same person. And I think, what? You're the only one of our generation who was like, yes, I will try it and I will carry it forward. And I don't know if it's the same person, but when he, he also said, can I have extra yes. goo or something? Yes. Extra mucus. <laughs> it was so, it's such yes. a gross food. Yes. What yes. is the grossest what is food the that word? you grew up eating? Email us at fullyfunctionalparents at gmail.com or just text us like you normally do on any given day. <laughs> oh, hey guys. Thanks for listening to Fully Functional Parents. 
If you just can't get enough of us and want to let us know, feel free to drop us an email at fullyfunctionalparents at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you.